welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it! Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody. This is a Punch It, and I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as always, is... Charlene Schmidt. Today is... this is Okay, this is one of my favorite things to do on Punch It. This is the reason why we started Punch It. <laughs> it's true. It kind of was, wasn't it? Tell everybody it, what that is. What that is is writing stories on the fly and writing Star Trek stories on the fly that are not... Star Trek Voyager, although I guess today could be Star Trek Voyager if we wanted it to be, but as uh, some of our listeners know, we came from a Star Trek podcast, it was specifically a Star Trek Voyager podcast on Trek.fm, and we wanted to broaden our horizons and spread our wings as it were, but we still wanted to dabble in the world of Star Trek, we didn't want to completely abandon it, and today is one of those examples where we get to revisit that great galaxy that is the Alpha Quadrant and maybe the Delta Quadrant. You never know. We're going into this completely live, raw, uncut, you name it. No real ideas as to what exactly is going to happen. We go into this maybe with an idea. I don't know if you have one or not. We share those if we have them. And then we just break ground live on the podcast. And basically, that that's it. That is how we write stories. And we started this on to the journey, as you mentioned, and thought, yeah, we love doing this, but we want to do all of Star Trek. We love all aspects, every generation of Star Trek. And so we'll just kind of see where this leads us. Star Trek is our happy place. And <laughs> so I'm always happy true. when we come back to it just because it's comfortable, it's fun, and we do know it well. That we do. And with this one, I actually, I don't have an idea in mind. Sometimes you and I will talk beforehand where we won't write a script or even like flesh out ideas with each other but we might say hey let's do a deep space nine episode this time or let's do an enterprise right. episode this time maybe we could focus on this character and that's all that we do but with yes. this one we have done zero prep work no discussion <laughs> on series no. or character or nothing right so now we're in it we have to do all of the hard work right here this is what we've done to ourselves <laughs> we like it this way, though. It we Some of our best stuff, we churn out this way. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it, too. So let's go ahead and just get going. Let's get started. Let's, let's pull out the whiteboard and just wipe it down. And then, okay, here we go. Char, what series? Let's start with the series. What series should we do? Like, we, we normally okay. stay away from TOS because... Well, yeah. You know, We've like, done one. Did we? We did. We wrote a, uh, we did a Kirk story that I want to say was between Star Trek VI and Generations. Oh, that's right. Yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> I remember that now. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Thinking about which series, that is a good place to start. We have covered TOS. We've done lots of TNG. We've done plenty of Voyager, if you count to the journey. Not a whole lot of DS9, and I got to admit that is my weakest of the series right now because I desperately need to watch that series again. Some of those episodes I've not watched in 20 years, so I feel like that's kind of my Achilles heel. I don't know about you. We did an Enterprise story with mm -hmm. Travis Mayweather, but you know what I think? One of our funnest things that we've done 
over the years, we have done this for years, Tristan, if you can believe that, <laughs> is I like it when we try to fill little gaps. Like the Kirk story, we took a time period where there's not a whole lot of knowledge and we write a story in there. I want to pitch something to you. What would you think about writing a story that takes place in the era of the Enterprise C? Enterprise C, okay. Or the B. That's another very murky, foggy area that we just don't know much about. That's true. Uh, I think I think that would be I think that would be fun. But my only concern is lack of connection. Where yeah, like, we're pretty much inventing these characters. You know, we we it's true. Like, you know, like if we go to Enterprise C, we have. Uh, Rachel Garrett as the captain and Castile mm-hmm. as whatever officer he was. I can't remember exactly. Uh, who's um, a lieutenant? Lieutenant, uh, what is his first name? Richard Castillo. Ri- ri- oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's like. Yeah, call me I, Richard. I, I'd like it if you <laughs> called me Richard. I just, I just love how he hit that line every <laughs> single time. Um, so I, I think that's a great idea, but I'm wondering, should we do it now? Because okay. it, I, I guess I, I'm not trying to 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 shoot the idea down but i'm kind of in the mood to just go back to the sandbox and get some familiar toys okay that's cool because this would require filling in a little bit of backstory same with enterprise b we know a couple of characters like demora sulu captain harriman whether you like him or not uh and that just might be about it okay yes so (laughs) that just reiterates your point I have an idea, though, because I, I, I don't want to abandon this great idea that you came up with. Let's pitch an Enterprise C movie to each other. Oh, now you're speaking my language, sir, because of all the Enterprise eras, the one that just has not gotten much love, that I love the most, is the Enterprise C, that beautiful gap between mm-hmm. Enterprise D and Enterprise B. It's just a, it's a beautiful ship. It's an interesting era because if you watched yesterday's Enterprise on TNG, you know that the Enterprise C went down defending the Klingons uh, from the Romulans. And that's what averted the war. Yes. And so we saw what happened when that didn't happen. And then they went back and went down with honor and thus paved the way for some peace. So these are interesting times, but yes, very much a blank slate. We do not know many details whatsoever. Beyond so that I one say, thing. Yeah, so I say in the future, let's like let's pitch a movie to each other. Let's do some research. Excuse me, do some research and uh, check Memory Alpha, check all that we'd know about these characters, <laughs> maybe get some ideas from some ancillary materials and then I'll pitch a concept, you pitch a concept and then we just run with it. Okay, okay. Well, should we tell our listeners what we kind of have planned because we do want to talk better call Saul before the compli- or before the hype has completely died down. Maybe we do that the following week. That way we have some time to read the one page of information that we're going to find (laughs) on Memory Alpha (laughs) and then plan out our concept on our whiteboards at home and gives us something concrete to work with. Sounds good to me. Okay, so yeah, uh, uh, folks, uh, everybody, we are talking Better Call Saul next week. So if you have not finished uh, season three yet and you are watching it, uh, catch up because we will be yeah. talking spoilers. We will be talking the entire season as well as the direction of the show, specifically the writing, because this is Punch It. That's uh, right. But after that, after that, you have an Enterprise C movie pitch 
to look forward to. Well, that's the future. Let's go. talk about the present. Okay. And hope that history never forgets the name Enterprise. So, we will ensure that today. Now, I really, I kind of wanted to do a Deep Space Nine episode today, but you kept going like, <laughs> eh, I don't know. Okay, uh, well, here is where I think I could do a Deep Space Nine story is if it takes place between, oh, I don't know, seasons three through five. That's where I have gone back and revisited a couple of things. I've not completely forgotten everything that's happened there beyond just the very big details. Okay, I'll give you an option. We can do a Deep Space Nine episode or we can do another Enterprise episode because we've only done one Enterprise Ooh. episode. Oh, that's okay. That's really tempting. Enterprise just does not get enough love. I want to do Enterprise. I'm sorry. Right. We'll do Deep Space Nine sometime. We must. But let's do Enterprise. No problem. Okay, I gave you the option. You made the decision. So here we okay. go. Here's the whiteboard. Enterprise. Now, we did a Travis Mayweather episode last time when we did Enterprise. So who do we focus on now? My, like, one person who didn't really get that much love was Malcolm Reed. But I feel like that was with good reason. And so my <laughs> instincts kind of go towards, like, my favorite character was Trip. Trip. Yeah. How can you not love Trip? He really, really grew on me as the series went on, as did to Paul, which was a complete surprise. I thought I was going to hate her the whole series because she comes off as that arrogant Vulcan. Oh, we know better than you, blah, blah, blah. But maybe it was the fact that maybe like she and Trip got together and I started shipping them hardcore. Maybe that's what kind of helped me <laughs> come over, overcome that. Like, I want you guys to make out more and I like you both just as individual people. But yes, you need to make more beautiful babies. I'm just I'm just excited and happy that like two characters that we ship really really hard actually kissed and actually had sex and actually got together because that so rarely happens in Star Trek when you ship two oh. characters. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is it's extremely difficult to make that happen on Star Trek sadly enough. Now granted it did start off with weird Vulcan massage and innuendo <laughs> that sort of thing. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so I'm willing to forgive that. I mean, it was on UPN for crying out loud. They had to do something. I, I, you got to be a little forgiving, I think. It, you know, it, it is it really is true because <laughs> there was with Enterprise, you could tell there was so many desperate attempts to be relevant and sexy. And, oh, God, and yes. The decon chamber. The decon, the decon chamber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But That's then, exactly what I was thinking of. Then they totally take the sex away by having Porthos in there too. And it's like, now you're venturing in on territory that is going into an area that I yeah. can't get into. Mm -mm. Yeah. I was Stop. Like, I, don't, I don't want the dog there. I don't want the dog watching. Just put a towel over <laughs> the dog's Please face. Please leave Porthos out of this. Seriously. Uh, yes. Okay. So are we going to focus on a trip into Paul's story or just a trip story? I, you know, like that's where my gut wants to take me is talking about Trip and Paul, but their yeah. relationship is so up and down that it, yeah. it's it's kind of hard to figure out in the timeline where it would want to be. What if we did hmm. post um do 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 what's the name of that episode? It's uh it's not these are the voyages. It's the one right before these are the voyages. Is it oh, Terra Prime? Gosh. Is yeah it's it's like, what. Do you want to talk about post Terra Prime, like post, Ooh. um, you know, like they're it's they're still on Enterprise, uh, nobody's left yet, and right? they had a they had a baby together, kind of, but then the baby didn't survive. Let's talk yeah, about their relationship after that. 
Yeah. Okay. I think that's great because they're going through grief. I mean, no, they did not actually, you know, have this baby. They didn't intend to make a child, but they do mm-hmm. find out that their DNA was manipulated because this is Star Trek. This is what people do <laughs> instead of going through an actual pregnancy most of the time. Flashes um, of Chicote. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That's another episode entirely. He was violated, okay? I will just say that much to start and entice you all. Uh, But anyway. No, 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 I'm serious. But anyway, Trip and Paul. yeah, they find out that there's Elizabeth. They screw up the genetics, and therefore she does not live. But Phlox finds out that humans and Vulcans are compatible enough to have children together. And so there's this hope for the future, a la Spock. And... (laughs) Now Trip and Paul, though, they just found out they had this child, and now they must grieve. This has got to bring them closer together. Yes? Yes. And so I say, with us moving forward, let's talk about this. Ignore these other voyages. Never Ign- happened. Brain bleach. Ign- yeah, exactly. Ignore the novels. And so we get to start fresh. Like There's no, there's, there's no limits to where we can take the story if we ignore these other voyages, because there are some limits if you factor in these the voyages and so yeah, let's just but, not because a lot of people don't yes many people have erased this episode from their their canon their memory all of the above for very good reason yeah so yes. okay here we go enterprise tucker to paul like tucker is the protagonist but yet it's a focus on tucker and to paul's relationship so how far from um terra prime is it would you say mm. like a couple of months a couple of years? I'm thinking maybe maybe we kind of cut in where it would have been Elizabeth's first birthday. <gasps> and so they have to, they're going to acknowledge the occasion. And that can be our starting point. Tears already. Tears! Streaming Grief. from my face. Oh, yes. But lots of hugs. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but it's somber and it's bittersweet. But over this last year, uh, have they rekindled their relationship? I want to say yes. I want to say no. Okay, tell me why. I want to say no because maybe this was a bigger blow to them than initially realized, like or or, or that we let on because we definitely saw a, a strand of hope at the end of this because you know, like Tucker starts to cry, he starts to emote because he's not a Vulcan, and right. Paul is there trying to comfort him, comfort him in her own way. And he says, he's like, hey, you know, it's, you know, it's okay because at least there's some comfort knowing that a, a half Vulcan, half human baby could exist. You know, like it, yes. it is possible. And so we obviously, that's a nod to Spock, like you said, and that's a nod to them potentially getting back together. But I want to say that over the, over the year, or I guess it'd be a little less than a year, um, they actually try to keep them, their distance from each other because I think this could be the episode where we show their reconciliation or them showing that like maybe we shouldn't be trying to avoid each other and maybe there is something more there that we should explore, not just the physical, but something emotional. And what better way to explore that emotion of love than overcoming grief? Yeah, I like that a lot better than the idea I had. Because I do think it makes some amount of sense for these characters to try and deal with it on their own a little bit. But then you know what? They need each other. Mm -hmm. So when they come to that realization, then they can actually really move on because they're doing it together. 
it's it's like the one thing you know well not the one thing but it's something that they share in common that they they can go through together so they really should and okay yeah let's go that route <laughs> so it's it's their lizard baby basically is what it is. <laughs> poor elizabeth <laughs> okay so with that in mind, so they haven't been together, and you like my idea of saying that maybe they've been a little strained over the past however long, like, you know, 11 months, yeah. or let's just say a year. Probably, um, I mean, more business than usual than anything. Maybe they've been caught up a lot with whatever sort of adventures they've been going through and haven't made a whole lot of time for one another. And then the one-year anniversary maybe is coming close or hits, and... Maybe I don't know who is having a harder time dealing with it. I think I think you kind of got to go with Trip, right? I mean, he's yeah, the human. Theoretically, yes, you do. Theoretically, in a way, I kind of want to Paul to reach out, but it's going to be Trip. Let's let's just face that fact. Okay. Well, okay. How about this? We can, we can structure it this way because I, I like what you're saying, and we're we're building off of this. We still don't have a structure yet, or even an episode, but we're building the moments. Like, we all know that Phlox was very involved in this process and very involved in the yes. emotional connection. So what if Trip is acting a little bit crazier than normal? Like, he's shorter with people, he's grumpy, and then T'Pol, somehow, for some reason, T we know that T'Pol and Phlox have a, a relationship because they're the two aliens on the ship. Yeah. What if she's like, what is going on with him? What is going on with Commander Tucker? And Phlox is like, do you really not know? Do you really not understand what's happening today? And then Phlox reminds her because she maybe she didn't even think about it. Oh, no, 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 no. I think it's going to be very much on T'Pol's mind. I mean, she's a Vulcan, but she's not that cold. Not at this point. Season one to Paul, definitely. But by the time you get to the end of Enterprise, she's a lot warmer. I want to give her some credit. I think it's going to be about half of what you described here where okay. I like to Paul or I like Trip getting short with people. He doesn't even understand why he's so mad and why he's acting a little off the wall. Maybe he's uh, very vigorously playing, I don't know, something. What do, what do they even have available on Enterprise as far as recreation? They've they got have the treadmills. Yeah, they got the treadmills. They got a, yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember. Uh, I guess he just overdoes it exercising. He goes to flocks. And there you just, go. There you go. You know, Flox, of course he's going to pick up on this because he always does and that's what Flox does and he's kind of just trying to make Trip aware maybe and make him face it in the consciousness of his mind rather than subconscious. How okay, what what if we what if we blend the two a little bit more and go with your initial instinct where what if to, even though Flox is very caring and understanding, he's still, you know, a person he's still a your, your average guy i don't know why i said that he's not your average guy but you know what i'm trying to say um yeah what if flock like what if to paul is the is the one that reminds flocks of the date because she's vulcan Ooh. you know she would she would go like this and everything like that so you know like so trip like take your idea that trip's overreacting he hurts himself in the recreation room uh, like working out too hard or something like that kayaking like they do in star trek and they have a kayaking room on the ship <laughs> and so he goes he goes to uh sick bay and he's flying off the handle with flocks and for some reason like like no for, for some star trek reason paul comes in to hand flock something and <laughs> 
and then a like a pad that, probably. Yeah, a pad, and that that pushes Trip over the edge. Like he, like for the beginning of the episode, we see him literally trying to avoid to Paul, and and then he's cornered, and to Paul walks in, and he just kind of loses. He's like, and he just blows up at both of them and runs out. And Flocks is like, what? is going on with him this is insane he's hurting himself he's short with me he's never short with me and then T'Pol is the one who said i'm surprised you don't remember doctor and Ooh. you know today is the t- today is the the uh would have been elizabeth's first birthday and flox is like and he's flox is just ashamed that he didn't remember hmm. is it out of character for him to not remember though because really, Flox would be all over this. Don't you think he'd be very cognizant? Now, I wonder if we ought to turn the tables a little more where we saw this on Enterprise many times where he would bring the two together. You know, they'd both mm-hmm. kind of be going through their mutual, his side, her side, and then they come together toward the end. I wonder if we ought to follow that format where maybe we start off the episode to Paul is in sick bay, and maybe Flox says, you're clinically depressed. <laughs> You're you're not. Oh, come, hey, come hang on. on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang with me here. Just you know, you're showing signs of being beyond Vulcan here. I mean, you're not eating enough. You are, you know, you're not really doing anything beyond the work that you have to do. Are you okay? Just genuine compassion and concern, as you know, a physician as well as a friend. And she says, "I'm coping the best that I can." No, I, 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 I don't like that because I feel like you and I, specifically you and I, go down that road a lot. And yeah, well, we rightly know. <laughs> I, I, is that exactly, exactly? But I, I, I don't, I, I don't like pushing to Paul over the edge of emotionality because okay, we like we've done that so many times. I feel like we're overthinking this moment. But we here, might be. Here is a a third compromise that maybe we can go with. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm actually just willing to revert to Flock's actually forgetting. Let's just do that. And to Paul can say, look, you know what? I'm not doing terribly great either. It's it's difficult on me, even though I'm not emoting it. And then maybe Flock's can still be the bridge, though, and says, well, maybe you two need to deal with this with each other. That's exactly where I was going to go. That's exactly Boom, what bam. I was going to say. There we go. Boom. Okay, there we go. <gasps> and it sometimes, only took us 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, folks, sometimes this happens where neither one of us want to budge. And you hear us repeat the same scene six times in a row. But hey, that is the writer's room. That, it's the true, writer's room and... is you have an idea and you compromise and you compromise until you find it. And now both You've you gotta... and I have a scene that we're happy with. Yeah, you have to find the way. And as one of my husband's colleagues says, you have to kill your babies. Your idea is not always perfect. It has to mold into whatever Mm -hmm. is going to move the story forward. Let's kill all the babies. So just to recap, Trip is overreacting on things. He's short. He's emotional. He he hurts himself because he he works out too hard. He goes to sickbay. Phlox is trying to figure out what's going wrong with him. He's cagey. DePaul walks in to hand off a pad. And then he just flies off the handle because seeing T'Pol reminds him of Elizabeth. He walks out and then Flox is like, what the hell is going on? T'Pol says, I'm surprised you didn't remember, Doctor. It's uh, Elizabeth's first birthday if she was still alive today. He's ashamed that he forgot that he forgets. And so he decides that it's his mission to help both of them. And he recommends that T'Pol go work it out with Trip. Boom. That's the crux. That's the that is the the mission of the episode right there. Right. So now we have to kind of figure out 
how are we going to get these two to finally face their feelings and discuss them with one another? Also, are we just going to focus on this aspect as say, this is going to be an A plot and then maybe there's a minor B plot, whatever, there's explosions, the ship's in danger, who, who cares? I think this has to be, I think what we can do in order to find our way to get them together, I think we need to figure out the framing device first. I think that'll help us write it. So what is the, what is everybody else doing? Like they're on a mission, they're doing something and somehow that mission relates to Trip and to Paul. And that somehow like them overcoming something on this mission or realizing something that's happening with this mission is what is the catalyst to get them to reunite and come to terms. Mm, yes. The first thing that came to mind was the Romulan War that they never really got into. Mm. They could be in the thick of it now, right? Yeah. Maybe. That's that's a big one, though. That's a big, big storyline. That might be too distracting. Right. So I'm wondering if we ought to do more of a standalone where it's the plot of the week. What if this might be too on the nose? And let me know. Let me know okay. if it's too on the nose. But um, at the end, uh, with these are the voyages, which we're ignoring. Yes. Um, they try. They had to rescue Shran's daughter. Hmm. So that never existed. That never happened. So what if we do that again? Basically. <laughs> I think we have the creative freedom to do that if we're ignoring these are the voyages. And that's cool because I'm always ready to have Shran on an episode. He's, I don't know, he's my favorite Andorian. Yeah. Oh, oh, how could he not be? (laughs) Right? I mean, you got to love those antennae. So this is a a different time. This is not during these are the voyages. This is not several years in the future. This is Shran is in, in trouble. His his daughter like uh actually no that would that that wouldn't the timeline wouldn't really work though if it was Shran mm. because it's just a year later um unless yeah. Shran got busy right away at the end of season four mm, which I don't know that's possible but so is we could say be... that it's it's Tala but just at a year old or less than a year old. She, it would be yeah. a newborn. It'd be a newborn Tala, Ooh, basically. Ooh, so I mean, that is really on the nose. You've got that parallel then on this this infant, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. roughly the same age ish. Well, actually, no. Like if, like depending on on uh, Andorian's gestation period. Um, well, right. It, we don't know that. It could just be a couple months old. Like she could just be a couple months old at this point. Okay. So we could say a newborn then. Yeah, let's just say newborn. So, like, it's Shran's daughter. It's a newborn. Uh, she's Tala. I think that's how you pronounce it. Tala? Yeah. Tala, something like that. Tala. Um, but, like, we, we can create whatever story around that. It doesn't have to be, like, oh, they have to go to Rigel X or Rigel 10 or whatever it's called. Um, like, we don't have to do anything that's related to that except for that it's Shran's daughter is kidnapped. And so the Enterprise, excuse me, Enterprise has to go, uh, <laughs> has to go rescue Okay. Her. Okay, now one thing, is Shran really going to be calling on Archer for a favor? Maybe is it just that they're the only ship available in the quadrant, that old Star Trek cliche? Like, hey, you're here, I need your help, I can't do this on my own. I love that idea. I love thinking (laughs) like, like, well, you're the only ship available in this sector, you know, like any port in a storm kind of, I love that excuse. I don't care that it's a trope. 
And it makes more sense in Enterprise where the galaxy, they've explored less, but it's bigger because it takes longer to get places. And so the next available ship might be weeks away. Yeah. Enterprise is out there exploring deep space. So uh, Shran's daughter, is she kidnapped? What's going on with her? I feel like she's got to be kidnapped for political reasons. That is exactly where my mind was going. You know, and maybe <laughs> wow. maybe this is how we tie in the Romulans. Like, do we really know what started the Romulan War? Come to think of it, I don't think we do. Now, I personally don't, and Char, you personally don't, and I'm sure that no, there's clearly. novels about it. So I think let's just go in that area knowing that we don't necessarily know what started the Romulan War. And everybody at home, if you're listening to this, obviously you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> if there is a way that the Romulan War started that's on screen, like in TOS or in Enterprise that kind of had rumblings or past references to it in TNG or something like that, let us know by going to the nerdparty.com slash contact. Select punch it from the drop down menu. Fill out the form. And uh, send it to us. Let us know, like, oh, you know, Shar and Tristan, how could you forget that this is how it started? But we are going to continue as if it has not been stated. Yes. And how could we forget? Because there's 720-something hours <laughs> of this franchise, along with books, comics, and other shows that we watch. The brain just only has so much memory. It's like a hard drive. So what if the, what if the Romulans captured Tala for some reason in order okay. to... Like, okay, ooh, ooh. Ooh, okay. what you got? So, well, let me know if I'm going overboard here. Okay. But say that the Romulans try to kidnap Tala and make it look like the Enterprise did it or that the Federation did it. <gasps> or not the Federation, but Starfleet. That okay. Starfleet did it. And Shran goes to Enterprise to blow some crap up. And they're able to convince them, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, we don't have Tala. And how could you ever think that we did? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, this is clearly a Romulan plot to break down our relationship. Yeah, maybe and they're trying to get the Andorians to join them against the Federation or what have you. Or just create more of a you know political weight against the Federation. Well, I mean, they're scared that the Federation is going to exist. I mean, like, no one knows right. what the Federation is yet because it hasn't been named or done. But they it, know that, that these people are forming alliances, and that means bad stuff for the Romulans. And so right. they're, I mean... It's that's... true. They're expecting that this Federation, as it's forming together, if it actually happens, is going to have a lot more weight than the Romulan Empire and... Well, they don't want that, so they're going to use their powers of persuasion to try and grab other races away to make them more powerful. Strength in numbers. I just remembered that they did this plot already. Oh, they did? <laughs> yes, remember when? the sh remember the ship that the Romulan ship that could cloak and look like any other ship? And no. yes. <laughs> what I season? Just, what episode? Oh this my gosh. Was, this was season four, I think. Oh. And there was a Romulan ship that was actually piloted by Anar, which is an offshoot Shoot. of Andorians, and they could change the look of their ship to look like a Federation or a Starfleet ship or an Andorian ship, and they tried to cause division between everybody. So we're just repeating oh, that storyline. I completely forgot all about that. Oh wow. Now do well, we shoot. abandon that or do we say, oh, this is just them attempting it again? Well, 
yeah, maybe they learned from their mistakes and tried to make it a little more clever. And maybe there's a little more, I don't know, maybe more damning evidence against Enterprise. Since they are out there, they're the only ship. They are the only people that could have possibly done it. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's just framed a little differently, although it's the same tactic. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's very Romulan. And mm-hmm. it's so like, like we can even address that. Like, like Archer can even bring up to Shran in his very Archer way. How could you even think that I could do this? You know, like we, the Romulans have already tried to to bring us apart once, and you haven't learned a thing. You know, it's just like he's just that Archer Ooh. scream. Oh well, right. That's uh, there's two modes of Archer. There's angry Archer and there's calm Archer, and yeah. it's usually angry Archer. Yeah. So that actually that's kind of a nice way of putting that together. Is this has happened before? Did you not learn the first time? I like that because yeah. yes, it is a repeat. Yes, it's a recycled story in a way. But it's as if it didn't happen, like sort of how we forgot about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're all on track here. Okay. So, so we can go for that. Let's let's run with that. And so that's the be- like the beginning is is our storyline with Trip and, and Tapal and everything like that. And then like like they got to report to the bridge because they're being fired upon by the Andorians. And then they finally get through and they're able to talk with Shran and calm him down, bring him on board. He tells the whole deal. They say, like, of course, we didn't do it. And they're like, okay, well, would you help me in a sign of friendship? You mean after you shot at us? Sure. Why not? Let's uh, let's do this together. And so they have they have to go and rescue Tala from the Romulans. And for some reason, Tripp and T'Pol have to work together to come up with a plan. Of course they do, because that's how these things work. And so maybe they have to work together along with the other members of the crew, of course, to formulate the rescue mission. And all the while, it's very much in their minds, they're rescuing a child. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so rescuing a child. They're seeing pictures of Tala. She's wrapped up. She has a little hat on, little ears sticking out, just like Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, so you know, you can even envision them thinking, oh, you know, of holding Elizabeth. What would Elizabeth be doing right now? She might be learning to walk. She might be babbling and talking a little bit. The future that they could have had, and it's gone. And they have to give Tala a chance. We so need, that- yeah, we need to have that moment. We need to have that moment yeah. where Trip, where Trip breaks down a little bit and says, like, you know, she'd be walking right now she'd be running around the corridors good gosh yeah and you know you're a parent now i'm sure this just it's tugging at the heartstrings every parent is going to know exactly what they'd be going through if this were them yeah absolutely absolutely because i mean i i'd be scared to watch terra prime today because there's (laughs) there's that scene where you know she's in the incubator and she's hooked up to machines and they don't know if she's gonna make it and then all of a sudden she doesn't make it I was going through that with my little girl where we weren't yeah. sure what was going to happen. And like, thankfully, you know, my story had a happy ending, but not everybody's does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would be need, pretty painful. We need to have that moment between Trip and Paul where they, it just comes out into the open where they're just like, yeah. this is what I'm feeling and this is going to be tough. And maybe even t- maybe to Paul, there's a scene where Paul goes to Archer and says, we need to take trip off of this off of this mission and archer's like are you sure you're not just speaking for yourself and mm. so you, you think you everybody kind of knows what's going on except for them too because i don't think that's it i think actually this might unite them and make them work toward that common goal of let's make sure that this doesn't happen to another let's do it for elizabeth basically okay. let's take our grief and do something constructive with it rather than wallow 
And I think there's going to be a nice graduation here of where, yes, we have lashing out trip, blah, 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 to Paul. She's struggling to cope on her own because she's doing it alone and she's not doing a very good job of it. And so they start out when they're working together. They're all business, quite terse with each other even. Mm-hmm. And so like maybe to Paul tries to start, you know, just like asking a couple of questions and whatnot. Trip's not having it. But then as the story goes on, obviously we've got to have the breakdown. We've got to have them open up, put the feelings out in the open. They go on the mission, rescue the, the child. And then maybe they can finally start healing for real. So I, I love that. And I really don't think we need to expound on that. I think that nah. would re- that would really just, I mean, everybody can imagine what that looks like and what that feels like. We're giving you the structure, but I want to know how the episode ends. I think that's where we go next. Yeah, so I the agree. The daughter is rescued. They're back on Enterprise. They're alone. What yeah. are they talking about? <sighs> yeah, this is where the magic has to happen, where we have to have mm-hmm. that nice touchy-feely moment. I Maybe. have an idea. But I want to oh, okay. hear yours. I want to hear yours. First. Okay, all I have is the kernel of an idea. Maybe this is right in line with you. They've missed each other, and they confess that. Love it. <laughs> Just... Yep. I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut up. You're crying. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> No, honestly, like, I, no, like, when you said that, like, I just imagine them sitting down in one of their, holy crap, I'm getting emotional right now. Um, like, them just, <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, th- them just sitting down wow. saying, I, I missed you, you know, like, I've, I've been avoiding you because of oh. X, Y, and Z, and I miss you, and this and is I ridiculous. And I need you. I, need I want you. to, yeah, I want to be with you. I want to help you and I want you to help me. We can do this together. We don't have to be alone. We should never have been doing this alone. Let's stop that. And then I want I want to Paul because the last time T- Trip is the one who brought this up, but I want to Paul to bring this fact up again and that to be the end of the episode where we see credits where to Paul says, "You know, you once told me that Flock said that it was possible for, you know, a, a child to be half Vulcan, half human." You know, I, I like like write it better than this, but I wonder if that could happen. And Trips goes, yeah, I do wonder. And then cut to black. And I did not. Okay, no, you're moving way too fast, way too fast. It's not like they're gonna suddenly reconcile and then hit the sack. Not oh, even come these on. two. Why not? <laughs> uh, give them a couple of episodes to warm back up and get all touchy feely and kiss and massage and whatever, and and then. Take it. I mean, they got to take it a little bit slower. They're supposed to be dealing with grief for crying out loud. You don't deal with grief with sex, not healthily. Compromise. Okay. They smooch. Perfect. Okay. A touching, beautiful, long emotional kiss. Yes. Maybe maybe even just like a hint of sadness, but but it's 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 beautiful. It's but there. heartwarming. Yeah, at the yeah. same time. Oh, 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 yeah, I just got to And chill. just for the record, I didn't think that we'd, like, have a sex scene just, like, right then and there. I didn't want to cheapen the moment. I just wanted to infer that it could possibly happen. Yeah, well, I think maybe an episode or two down the line when they've, they're clearly back in a relationship and it's going well, mm-hmm. then you bring that sort of thing up where will they or won't they? Yeah. And then you get that brewing, and you want them to have sexy time all the time. Just, like, take some leave and just... Stay in each other's quarters constantly. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. We so, have the episode. What do we what do yeah. we call it? What what oh, do we call it? Okay. 
thinking, 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 thinking. Do we call it? I mean, I I'm a big fan of one word um, episode yes. titles, and I I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that I've pitched this episode title before, and what one was reconciliation. I that love word that exactly. Word. I think yeah. it might have been something close, but hmm, that's not a bad one word title though. Yeah, I like I, I'm Googling right now. You might have heard my uh, you might have heard my keyboard real quick where I just typed. I just Googled Star Trek and reconciliation. And the only thing that came up was the ceremony of reconciliation, which was a TNG thing. So not connected to anything that we're talking about. So okay. I, I like it. What do you have a counter? No, I am good with that. Fantastic. So this episode is called Reconciliation and it's about Trip and T'Pol coming back together um, dealing with their grief and yeah. uh, saving another child in the process because they couldn't save their own. Yes, Ooh! and the relationship with Enterprise and Shran back on good terms again because they, the Romulans were framing Enterprise and were not up to shenanigans. So they, again, are uh, happy, happy, joy, joy. Everybody's reconciled. Life is pretty good. This is good. I think this is a good episode. This is one of my favorites that we've written yeah. so far. I would really want to watch this one. Yeah. If nothing else for the shippy moments, but emotion, man. If I actually saw this on screen, I might get a little misty-eyed. And I usually don't have that kind of a problem with TV. I have a disconnect almost always. It takes a lot to break that through with me. So this could do it, potentially. Terra Prime came really close. close I think this, close. Might, this might actually punch it through. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, there you have it. That's our episode, Star Trek Reconciliation. Uh, we want to know what you think. What did you think of the episode? Were we completely off base? Were we? Was there too much fan service? Or was it just enough? As stated before, go to thenerdparty.com slash contact. Select Punch It from the drop-down menu. Fill out the form. Let us know. And as always, we please ask you to go to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. And uh, as always, go to facebook.com slash the nerd party to check out uh, our conversations going on there. You can also find us on Twitter at join nerd party. Shar, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at oh, the profanity. Where can they find you? You can find me also on Twitter at the insane Robin. You can also find me elsewhere on the network and a show called nerd nuptial, which is a show that I host with my wife where we talk about married geek life. Well, next week we know what we're talking about. We're talking about better call Saul. And even though, you know, Saul had some uh, hard times with his law career, he was still able to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.